Well, it's August, and it is National Black Business Owners Month, and we don't have enough of them. And like any other small business, a lot of them fail, and they need help. I mean, they need money, but they also need mentors. And Promise Phelan is uh, that person. She's founder and general partner of Growth Warrior Capital. She's a CEO and an author and investor and a mentor and recently did time in Silicon Valley. And she joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. So is it like that? Is it like going to jail, like doing time in, in Silicon Valley? <laughs> uh, it's it's probably just as challenging as, uh, as, a, as a prison sentence. But I would say that um, it's it's incredibly rewarding um, to have you know spent 15 years in Silicon Valley in tech, which has got to be one of the most um, uh, you know growth oriented environments that I I know. Um, so yeah, it was an incredible experience, and it's good to be home. Well, and it's good to have you back here, and and and, and I see you brought a lot of people with you, like paying lower taxes and that sort of thing. So <laughs> so so what did you learn? So so if you have you have a young person, especially of color, who's got a great idea, um, what's the first thing you you give them aside from money? <laughs> ah, interesting. So um, that's a great question. I mean, I started uh, transforming my career. As a 17-year-old, my first year at SMU, and the one thing that I learned at SMU that I hadn't learned um, to that point in my life is the difference between, uh, you know, it, having scarcity and abundance is often relationships, and it's it's not you know how you do something, it's with whom you do it, and so the thing that I would really condition someone for first would be how to think about their network of relationships as part of their propulsion forward. So I would help a young person look around themselves to say, what are your goals and how are the people around you a reflection of that? Or are they? And so that's an important thing for a person of color, but it's also important for any young person or entrepreneur. You know, as the, as the transition takes place, it also seems like the ability to delegate, recognizing you can't do everything yourself. Yeah. I think for some people, and I'm, really talking about me maybe it's one of the hardest things to learn and to do and i guess that's trusting other people yeah it's trusting other people um you know after i um, sold my last company to a public company i sat back and i wrote down what are the seven skills because i was seeing so few people of color win at the game of tech big business ipos and so i said what did i do different and so i wrote down there were seven skills and i, I put them in a book but one of them was building a leadership team and building a team around you. And so to your point about delegation, delegation starts with self-reflection first. You have to know what you are ultimately great at and what your unique ability is before you can find anyone else to be on your, on your team. And so I would say that you're right, delegation teaming is important. And it starts with first understanding who you are and what your greatness is in order to bring people who are great compliments to that. And then I guess you're going to be able to successfully convince somebody maybe like you can, who can do some funding. Yeah, that's important too. Um, I think the, the thing that I would encourage people to start with, and this, this I speak from my, my own experience, what is the biggest version of what you're trying to build? And that's the only thing that will truly get people on board. So if I said to you, I'm going to build a company, it's going to be a small business, we may or may not be profitable for 10 years, 
that's not going to excite you. Right. That's not going to excite you. But if I said that we're going to build um, the next great technology company that will democratize how people um, find finance and find support for their 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 families, you'd get excited about that. And you would want to fulfill that vision. And so what it starts with actually is what is it that you want to create and what is the biggest version of that? That is what you use to get funders, friends, family on board with with that that concept. But it starts with the vision first. So what do you look for in ideas to what sort of companies? I mean, you mentioned tech, but look, if I've got a great mousetrap or a new, you know, gee whiz garden hose or or a great tasty cookie. I mean, is that something you'd be interested in? Great question. So, um, <laughs> my experience is not in cookies. <laughs> I eat, I consume them, but I don't back them. So, um, I've had, you know, one IPO and four successful exits. They've all been in business to business technology and software as a service. And so my experience, my headset is around. AI, machine learning, big data, software as a service, and technology. So those are the kinds of companies that we back. Um, there are things that we love. We love funding women. We love funding people um, of color, diverse founders, because we believe not only is it the right thing to do, but it's the most profitable thing to do. Why? So, That's interesting. Yeah. So um, let me give you an, an example. Whenever, you know, when I left Dallas, um, I left, I'm not going to age myself, but I left Dallas a long time ago. We were many governors back. We weren't as far as Ann Richards, but close. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that I, I remember is there were communities in Dallas. I remember Oak Cliff and the perception of Oak Cliff when I lived here. And I remember people having a negative perception of it. And then a few years later, when I came back, I heard rumblings like, oh, that could be an interesting area. And now that I'm back, this community from a, a real estate standpoint is transformed. Now, there was someone who said, I'm going to speculate. I'm going to take a risk on this community. I'm going to take the bias that exists around Oak Cliff, and I'm going to turn it into a, a, an asset appreciation. I'm going to turn it into a speculative win. I believe that women and diverse founders are that. They are overlooked. We are overlooked. We are not bet on. We get 2% of the billions of dollars in venture capital. And so I see that as opportunity because women, people of color are some of the largest consumers, some of the largest consumers of technology, users of technology. And if other people are, are saying, I don't want to invest in that area, I, as, a, as an investor, as a speculator, I want to look at those opportunities closer because there is an arbitrage that comes through bias, if that makes any sense. Now, it makes a lot of sense, and that's a fascinating answer and not what I would have expected. I like that. So so your expertise and, and concentration is in technology, and you're, you're right to have the blinders on. You might as well deal in, in things <laughs> that, you, that you know and understand. I, I, yes. I limit myself in the same way. But, but you've chosen technology and STEM, and this is the real challenge. I mean, the schools are woefully deficient, we are yeah. told, in STEM, and they don't get an education. I would guess uh, of color it may be even more of a challenge getting exposed to science, technology, engineering, math, all those things that, that are so important right now. Man, and it's it hurts my heart um, that that's the case. 
And I don't think it's only women and people of color and diverse people. I think our country needs to recognize, you know, when I, um, I hope this is not too far of a side, but when I was in California, I lived there from the late nineties until, um, 2020. And, um, I saw Texas do something and I saw Nevada do something and I saw Florida do something that I've not seen in my short life. I've not seen a state market aggressively to people in a state that may, may or may not appreciate those people. And I feel like those states marketed to Californians, Austin, Dallas, Miami, um, you know, Phoenix, Scottsdale, all started to market to Californians, like, come here, lower taxes, safer, no fires, bop, 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 bop. And so I believe that as a country, these states are figuring out what their unique edge is. Texas has a unique edge. We are an entrepreneurial state. We crush it. And so I believe that as a country, the U.S. has to figure out how are we going to win in the next millennium? Like what is going to be our unique edge? And then we've got to market to the people in other parts of the world to bring that here. If it's going to be STEM, we got to own it. We've got to get people from Poland, from China, from Mexico, the best people. We've got to get them here wanting to be part of what we are uniquely good at. So what Texas and what Florida and what Nevada and Arizona did to California to get all many of us to come, the U.S. has to do for itself. What are we great at and how do we get people here? And to your point, I believe it's technology and science, but that's for us as a collective to figure out. I, I, and, I, and I'm glad you're here to, uh, to preach the gospel. <laughs> we, we, we need it. It's good to, good to have you back here. I uh, promise Phelan is the founder and general partner of Growth Warrior Capital. And... Uh, Back as a Texan and a Dallas side. Thanks for the time. Thank you, sir. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.